0: Hello, and welcome to One Stop Co-Op Shop, your one-stop for board game news and reviews. Hold on to your pants, it's time for a special episode. Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 300 of the One Stop Co-Op Shop podcast. For this special episode, we actually recorded it on the One Stop Co-Op Shop stream channel, so if you want to see all our pretty faces, go check it out there. Unfortunately, we did have some audio sync issues where my audio was about a second and a half to two seconds ahead of everybody else's. So you'll hear me laughing at people's jokes before they actually make the joke or responding to them before they actually make the statement. I tried to fix it as best I could, but there is still a little bit of sync issues every once in a while you'll notice it. So I apologize for it. Also, Colin wishes he could have been on the episode. He will definitely come and do his gamer history with us at some point, but I think we made it entertaining and found a way to include him, even though he wasn't able to make it in person. Anyway, enjoy this special episode 300. Hey, I'm Peter, and I'm here with Steve.
1: Hey, Peter. And Jason. Yo, my peoples, what's up? And Colin.
2: Hi, everybody. I'm still here
3: and barrett hey greetings good to see everybody and mike hi
4: so wait can you he hear everyone yes i checked everybody else's <laughs>
0: mic except my
1: own by the way so we got that professional going outfit my god three how do we make to 300 that is impossible <laughs> So if
0: everybody can hear me now, yay, there's Peter. Okay, so we got a couple of people in the chat already. Uh, by the way, this is episode 300 of the podcast, but we're also doing it live. We're doing it live. So come over to One Stop Coffee Shop Streamed if you want to see what the joke's about, because you're going to hear Colin on the podcast, but he's not actually here. And so I'm just making funny jokes every time it's Colin's turn to speak. And then we're going to edit them in, and you won't even know any better, similar to the first episode Colin was ever in. I'm glad you specified that they're funny jokes. I mean, I'm the one making them, so they have to be funny, <laughs> which means they're probably not very funny at all. And you can just laugh at me, which is fine. I, I like it better that way. Peter
4: demands laughter for his jokes, or he stops being friends with you. So it's it's a, it's, it's a I, painful I'm burden to bear. Considering at
1: but... this point, I don't know, man. Forced laughter—that. I'm gonna start putting in the uh, laugh tracks. It's called laugh tracks. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
4: See, see Peter, <laughs> Peter, that was funny. Did you did he hear? Did See, he hear what uh, here's
1: did the there? funny part for the podcast. <laughs> birds can be <laughs> like, edited there, out. Man. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that. <laughs> and it's just going to
0: be Jason <laughs> laughing at me <laughs> for, for the actual podcast. I like that. I like that. Uh, no, I won't do that. But welcome, everybody. How are you?
4: Hanging in. It's been a long day. It's going to be a long week, but glad to be yes. here.
0: So what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about the top three games that made us the gamers we are today for episode 300 of the podcast. I think we'll all do it a little bit differently, maybe. Steve was asking earlier, like, what are we supposed to do? So this will, his list will be interesting.
5: <laughs> so many options.
4: Well, you know, you know, Steve, he wants to house rule the podcast. Event. Exactly. You know, oh, I, I didn't use games. I used tables, my three most formative tables. And there you go. Gaming
0: ta- Gaming accessories. There we go. <laughs> All right. So what we're going to do is our top three, and we're just going to go around the table, starting with our number one, talk a little bit about ourselves and get a little bit about our history. And at the end of the podcast, we're going to take questions from everybody in the chat live. So if you have any questions, save them up till the end, or
1: if you do them in the middle, we'll probably still save them to the end anyway. <laughs> shop fans, just, re- you know, this is your chance to get to know us as people you've been talking about us. I mean, the the, the website The YouTube channel just reached 30,000 subscribers, which is amazing. And, you know, we are just continuing to blow up. And it's like it's nice to slow down the content train a little bit and not review a game and not have like a giant thing on the table and not learn a bunch of rules and, you know, uh, not withstand the fire of comments uh, about everything that we did wrong and (laughs) and, all that that. like stuff. (laughs) That's ridiculous. No, no. (laughs) <laughs> it's nice to slow down and just, you know, get to oh yes, no. I got somebody else who likes to sing. No. I like that. Sorry, Jason. I'm you... sorry. Oh, I love old songs though. I need to update my uh my, my catalog. I mean here.
4: Peter only sings like random what even is the boom boom song? Boom boom. Like, what boom is, that? Year is, well, that? is that the eighties? Is that the yeah,
0: early
5: nineties? Late eighties,
3: well... early
0: nineties, I
5: feel. Like. Oh yeah, so jack. jack James, James. That's right. That's exactly jack
0: what that's from. That's hilarious. Right, <laughs> That is from Jock Jam. So we're starting to learn about each other already. Oh, I got a Jock Jam for you uh, on my list. A, a definite Jock, nice. Jock Jam game I like that. I list. like that. Colin, what do you think?
2: I think this is great. I want to do this all the time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's
3: gonna be a long night.
0: Oh. <laughs> horrendous <laughs> all right oh, he's
3: got to remember all the things where he was going to put colin when he goes to actually podcast and actually gets him talking or, or i'll just leave this in You're and right. it'll be fine people don't know they
0: can't see him it'll be, it's all good
4: by the way i have one job and i don't want to forget it before we get to the full-on episode we have to thank Ooh. some of our awesome patreon supporters Patreon has been getting uh, a lot bigger very quickly because we've started doing uh, two or more uh, exclusive videos on the Patreon channel every month. I just did one on the top tame games I called and regretted for those uh, fans of Shelf Life. Uh, So just want to thank a few of our awesome supporters that keep the podcast running like this right now. We got Matthew Chapman, Penny Spur, and Mackenzie Fox. You know what, I'll do a fourth one because we got a lot of new patrons. And Jonathan Kokoski. Matthew Penny Mackenzie and Jonathan thank you and thanks to everybody I uh, definitely could not be doing this without you that's my spiel Absolutely. back to the episode
2: the comment <laughs> says thanks
4: all
0: right <laughs> so uh, <laughs> <laughs> we also have <laughs> we yeah. also have yeah. a, a special shout out I, I said I was gonna save all comments to the end but I see Francis Kodama in the chat is says hello from Brazil and I know for our podcast, Brazil is one of All the right. top areas we get our listens from. So, yeah, thank you so much, Francis, for uh, being a listener, being a, a viewer of the One Stop Co-op Shop stream channel, and uh, go Brazil.
4: We are crushing it in that Rio. That is true, let's actually. It. <laughs>
0: it is, like, one of our top areas. I don't know. Like, I love Rio. I love. I gotta go sometime. We're, we're gonna have a, our first co-op con in Rio. That's...
1: that's. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. Oh, let's, do, yes, let's make it happen. Absolutely.
0: All right, so let's get started. We're going to talk about our top three games, starting with you, Steve. So, Steve, what's the first game that made you the gamer you are today?
5: Yeah, start with what got me into gaming. Is I had a whole path on it, and start with I'm going to use the term collectible games because I really delved into two games in particular: Magic: The Gathering and HeroClix. And sure. these both were huge for me growing up. I played these games with my brothers, and they went to tournaments, and we played together in tournaments. And with my family. In fact, my dad even got involved in. He got he started building magic decks and played with us as well. So that whole fostering of exploring how to like build a deck and how to customize it and change change trying different strategies out. That whole exploration element. That's where it became real for me. That's why I really enjoyed it quite a bit. in That environment. And of course, I played in tournaments. So I was trying to win, but it wasn't really why I was there to play the game. It's more just like, Hey, I want to try this fun deck. And that's what drove me into it. In fact, I had some fun comments uh, our discussions with others in the stores where like, oh, yeah, are you buying some magic cards? Yeah, yeah, I'm buying some cards. What's your combo? I'm like, I don't have a combo. What do you mean?
0: <laughs> I, lo- I like
5: goblins. Well,
0: <laughs>
4: the There's something more than just getting the biggest <laughs> green creature you can, like just an 8-8 worm for
5: 10 mana that you can build a deck with more than that? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, like, I would build a deck, and the whole point of the deck was my creatures all had to die at the end of my turn. Like, could I make this work? And so I just built a deck that was like these silly ideas, and I made a deck full of eggs to crack open stuff like that. So I, I had a lot of fun exploring it. But yeah, that that is why there's a huge factor. Well, yeah, when it z- comes to gaming,
1: I, it could have been my game. So I was, uh, I, I to age myself. I was born in '77. I was in high school in '93, '94, '95 when Magic first came out. Mm-hmm. And so I was at the perfect age, right? Like, you know, high school, and I had the complete strategist in New York City, like, right there. We had all the first cards. And I had my little deck! I had a little common <laughs> deck! With uh, the white, it was a white-green, fill the field with 1-1 creatures by turn three. I had, like, eight of them out there. And I'm like, oh, this is great! I'm going to play Magic forever! And then another friend of mine dropped a, like a $4 card that killed all of <laughs> and I'm like where'd you get that? It's like oh I bought it separate. It's like oh my god. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as that happened I'm like I'm out. <laughs> I may have even had like a Black Lotus at some point and I just I'm like no I'm not doing this. Uh But yeah I, I it could have been you could have been a yeah i
0: mean i love magic it, it, it's later in my career than what i'm going to start with but yeah no it's a game that got me into it too but i do see a lot of that in steve's gaming nowadays like he loves deck building from lord of the rings he definitely builds like these quirky combo decks that nobody else would try but steve does it and he pulls it off man so uh it's real fun seeing that so i, I definitely see that in steve for sure all right jason man
1: what's your first game Speaking of high school, <laughs> uh, so I, I go back to high school, and I was going to put Dungeons & Dragons. We, uh, before the call, Michael said, we're going to do RPGs. I, I could have, totally. Uh, I just wanted. I felt like I wanted to do some board games. So I, I had a, a group, a DD group, and whenever we didn't meet, the DM was also a hockey fan. And he had a board game uh, called oh, that's Stratomatic that's- Hockey.
2: <laughs> Stratomatic. <laughs>
1: Stratomatic people, what Barrett? No. There's, no, there's no dragons, there's no stratomatic dungeons. Or...
3: <laughs> Are you a sports football. guy? Carl I actually Barrett? used to have that little uh football that you would actually turn on a thing and the guys would vibrate around the thing. You know, they're remaking that. Oh, nice! <laughs> like, I should be hockey fan from Minnesota, but I don't watch a lot of hockey.
1: There is a stratomatic football there is a stratomatic baseball mm-hmm. there is a there is there's a stratomatic version in uh, of all these games so stratomatic is a brand and basically it's it's kind of a real dirt simple game like you know you have your board the board looks like a field and then you have cards and the cards are the players so like you have a deck of players basically and depending on how good the player is the you know it map out in terms of stats and it was a dice roller. Like, you know, all the versions of the game are dice rollers. So, like, you're rolling on charts. And depending on how good the player is, then, you know, you get a goal, or you get a hit, or you get a strikeout, or whatever version you're playing. And I'm a huge, huge sports guy. And so, like, if you put Keith Kachuk on a card, I'm playing it. If you put Ron Hextall, my favorite goalie growing up, I'm playing it. If you put the New York Islanders, uh, so we played a ton of Stratomatic. Now you played solo. Because we would draft up teams and be like, you know, have all mixed up maximum teams. Stratomatic baseball. Like you can get old teams. Like they sell the 27 Yankees. So like that's how I learned the 20, the, the rosters was stratomatic oh, wow. of like, you know, all because I'm a, I'm a Yankees fan. I'm a, you know, a Jets fan. I, I, I would look at all these old cards and that is how I deepened my love of sports. But through the board game and that was through high school. Like I don't play it anymore. Actually, wait,
2: do I have it? Holy shit. What? Oh, sorry. About that.
1: <laughs> it's all good.
0: <laughs> uh, that can.
2: I just remembered. Oh, I just pick this up oh man, green. Jason,
0: you got to bring that to PAX this year.
2: Good lord, what am I doing with Stratomatic
1: this thing? hockey? Holy cow! Wow, what year? Hold on a sec. This will tell you exactly when I bought this thing. So hold on a sec. Um, Marcus Naslund, two thousand two. There you go. That's how old this thing is. Uh, and I got all the t- – this is what a Stratomatic card looks like, by the way. So you got yeah. – it's just a grid. Oh, it's
0: definitely <laughs> just a, a rolling dice, move people around, roll a lot of dice roll in the all dice. the Stratomatic roll games the for dice. sure. Uh, I've never played hockey, but that's yeah. freaking awesome, dude.
1: It's fun. It's so much fun. I, I would play it. Like, I mean, I I, I would probably – No, you will the, play the, it. The teams We're playing it year. in PAX this year, uh, man. Bring so it.
2: I'm not <laughs> bringing this. Are you kidding? Look at the size. <laughs> <laughs> this is <thing's> heavy. <laughs> I can't believe
1: I still have Stratton Wow, I I did not plan to do that. Um, But yeah, I mean, it was like for a person who didn't have access to board games, like, you know, I'm Puerto Rican. I grew up in Sunset Park. No one's playing board games in Sunset Park. There's no I didn't watch Star Wars until I was like 20. You know, there was none of that. I I was like, you know, street stuff. So then I needed like different things to get me into the hobby. And the fact that I had this like, you know, sports thing, which is really kind of a, a weirdo thing was awesome. Man, you know, I, I, I don't play, I haven't played it in 20 years, but I would play it happily if anybody had like, you know, interesting teams or whatever. So, Stratomatic products, hockey, baseball. We're
0: doing all it, all man. We're doing it. We'll figure out a way.
1: Somehow. Are you a straddle i Daddy? played you baseball play a
0: little bit, but I've never played hockey. And hockey is my favorite sport, so.
1: Oh, we got to get the Islanders. We got to get the, the 2021 team that made yeah, the finals. Yeah, well, and-
0: <laughs> right. We have to get the new ones, not the Islanders from this year. Oh, my gosh. By the way, You're I actually- never knew why I kept saying boom, boom, boom when I like play games. Like, it just came to me. So every Islanders game during the intermissions, they play that song. Like, yes. so that is like.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was subconsciously
0: in the back of my mind. So that's where that came from, by (laughs) the way. I was listening to an Islanders game. I'm like, oh, my God, they're playing the Boom 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 song. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's probably where I got it from. (laughs) Just watching Islanders games. (laughs) Very cool. By the way, we've got a rat hammer in the chat says he's from Puerto Rico, too. So there you
1: go. Hey, hola, mi gente!
0: (laughs) Nice, nice. All right. Well, now the one we've been uh, anticipating. Not Steve, Jason. You guys were great, but now we got to go to Colin and find out what his number one game he wants to talk about is.
2: I love Monopoly. I love Monopoly. I grew up playing Monopoly. My only problem was I had no friends, so I ended up playing by myself, and that's why I became a solo gamer. When you don't have friends, Monopoly can be fun. Thank you.
4: That's, that's not a true story, is it? Like, that's Oh, not yeah, he, he told, told me you. that.
0: Just like he brings he in every time for the podcast and tells us all about his uh, contributions at the beginning. It, it's all true. I mean,
4: because I played a lot of Monopoly as a kid. I'm going to put that
0: on my list. <laughs> well, it's Colin's number one, so don't bust on him, man. Don't bust on him.
1: I played the tar out of the Simpsons Monopoly when nice. I was a kid. I'll tell you that right nice. now. For the podcast listeners, I am showing the oldness today. That's great. awesome.
0: <laughs> all right. So uh Barrett, it can only be a disappointment after that. <laughs> so,
3: Barrett, yeah, yeah I, I don't got Monopoly. Sorry, that's that's not me. But if you can tell by the background, I grew up actually, believe it or not, my game we used to play all the time was Dungeon, the original yeah. Dungeon. From mm. I this was old. This is super old. i again age-wise, seven born in 76. This is super old. And we oh you have like, me beat. Oh. <laughs> one year. Uh, one year. So, <laughs> so we played dungeon so much, then we got Hero Quest, and we started playing Hero Quest and Dungeon together. So believe it or not, I grew up playing Dungeon Crawlers before they were even called Dungeon Crawlers. They were they just, were just like, called Dungeon? And it was really cool because you'd take, like, <laughs> you'd have, yeah, I got it in the back. I didn't know we were doing shit with Teller. I would have gone and grabbed it. <laughs> I have it in the back. I did. I also started. So we played a lot of dungeon and we had hero quest. And then, of course, dungeon dragon set. So we did all three of these things. So basically anything with the word dungeon in it, we just jumped on top of and played like a little group of people that we play with because I'm from Minnesota. So usually about half the year we're hibernating in our house. And so either if you're not playing hockey, you're hibernating in your house. <laughs> so we've really been playing board games since the dawn of time when it came to our ages. We didn't. I mean, it, we would just wake up and go to friends' house and start play, play some games. It was just all we would do. And then, of course, the Atari came out, and the games kind of went down there, and the Atari went up there, and all of a sudden, we're playing video games together. But at the time before that, it was just we play video games together. Yeah. You couldn't play any of those games together, <laughs> huh? You were just sitting there watching. <laughs> I, well, you know, kind of sometimes. Hey, you know what? I'll, i fun fact: If you don't know it, I actually in the I, I'm actually in the Guinness Book. World Records for Warlords actually won the Warlords Very tournament nice. of Atari and Vegas. Right, right. Yeah. This is why we're
2: having this podcast. <laughs> Who knew? Exactly. I mean, this,
1: this is fair. exactly That's what I was
4: talking about. All, all <laughs> I can picture is like you as Fred Savage wearing the power glove and the wizard, you know, like just being amazing. <laughs>
3: Yeah, no, it was pretty awesome. Went there for an Atari convention and we actually uh we got we got to I got met, met the guy who made Frogger, actually beat him at Warlords. That was pretty awesome. Uh my friend at an Atari, like the Frogger cartridge got it signed by him, but no, that's my claim to fame. It had nothing to do with board games, but there you go. It's my claim to fame. Uh so yes, my game was Dungeon. We would play Dungeon all the time. You could be a wizard, uh the uh, little, was it the warrior or the paladin and like all of the and they'd have all and whoever it was, you had to get a certain amount of gold. So you'd always Wanted to decide? If you're going to take the really crappy character, but you only need like 500 gold, and you can get to the eggs and win. Or do you take the heavy hitter and you run in and cast Fireball and hope that you hit the right guy? It was all. It was a really fun game. It's and it's still. I actually taught my kids how to play it, so they, we've played it with my kids. So it's still around. It's still relevant. It's probably not as good <laughs> as some dungeon crawlers out there now, but
2: maybe, it maybe.
3: Still, it's still still good. Still good. We like it. And Heroes Quest, of course, always kind of fun. I don't have any of that anymore. That's long gone. That one, my friend actually had it, so he's the one who's got it. I don't know ever happened to it. But Dungeons and Dragons is still alive and kicking. I have a group that we still play with on Saturdays, usually every week. That's our group now. It's really fun. We actually restarted this now so with wait, a bunch of people. Is so your number really one fun. Dungeons and Dragons so or it. Dungeon? Okay. Dungeons and Dragons. We, we, I used to play when I was young. Like but that's Dungeons. what we played with. We, play we, we were really stupid. Like, we'd be like, I mean, this is like when we're young. So like people would be like, oh, okay, you go in there, you beat the guy, you get a plus 10 sword. Oh, I got a plus 10 sword. Yeah. I am like, what are you into the plus ten sword? Like, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Now, now of course we play for real. We actually do real. Like we we play so it actually makes sense instead of just oh okay you got a plus ten sword you level four now let's go take on like the god of thunder. <laughs> I mean Thor is is beatable. I mean if you got a plus ten sword, true. Yeah, the plus ten sword man, you can take on about anything.
0: <laughs> all right well that was that was good see we're learning about people we learned something new today about barrett certainly nobody would have guessed barrett is in the guinness book of world records that is for darn sure all right mike what's your number one
4: my number one is uh dungeon and dragons as well Classic. i mean it was kind of between that and uh the early world of darkness rpgs uh, vampire the masquerade my older brothers uh had campaigns going of both of those and i I would just watch them like with extreme jealousy, like come over and be like, "Can I play?" And they'd be like, "Yes, here's your character." They died, go away, you know. And just
0: here's your character. Um... They died, go away.
4: <laughs> oh, no. I mean, they humored me a little bit. Like one time, uh, my oldest brother ran me through like a little bit of a campaign of Lord of the Rings, Middle Earth role playing. But it wasn't so much the role playing because I actually didn't get to play very much when I was a kid. But that's what got me in the game store that was near me. There was one called Dream Wizards in Rockville, Maryland. And I was in there. I would just like sit in the stacks. Uh, you know, some game stores have like stacks of RPGs, like source books. I would just sit in the stacks, like seven year old Mike, and just read and read, not knowing what half the words are, seeing pictures perhaps I should not have. <laughs>
1: Satanic
2: panic, oh yeah, man.
4: I, I was definitely, uh, that got me on the reefer, the reefer that madness. That got me like on the yeah. reefer. But yeah, so that, that got me in game stores. That got me playing other types of games that got me into choose your own adventure books and like Lone Wolf and, uh, fighting fantasy and stuff. Cause I wanted to like have solo kind of RPG experiences. I, I started like making my own RPGs. Like that got me into game design at a very, I mean, <laughs> game design <laughs> at a very young age. Like I, I could have named like uh, you know, chess and cards, and you know, I would play like poker with my parents and like cribbage and rummy and all that kind of thing. But yeah, uh, Dungeons and Dragons was definitely the the real like love grab me by the heart uh, kind of moment early on. And I mean, I still n- not much recently, but I played I played Redbox, I played Second Edition, I played Third Edition, I played three point five, I played Pathfinder, I played Fourth, I play, I play Fifth. So I mean, I've I've continued to love that system for <laughs> many many years.
1: I mean, the thing about D and D is it, like you said before, I love I love how you describe it as being like you're not playing, but you're still in it. Right. You know, you're in the game store. And yeah. like I remember, I would make I would roll characters. You know, that's why I like role players so much. Like it evokes that. Like I would roll characters, they'd go nowhere. Oh yeah, and I, I would offer them to like my uh like my, my DM <laughs> like okay here's some NPCs. I, I, I'll hook you up, uh, <laughs> and I would read source books. Like, I mean, that's that's kind of why I'm. I don't play as much. Like, I'm a huge source book guy, and most of the DMs I met were very resentful of that because I always knew more <laughs> than, than they did, and they didn't really care. Like, oh, let's just go in and murder and kill. And I'm like, but I want to be a. I want to be a Harper, and I want to be like you know in, in plugged into, and I want to dial Elmister up on the phone. <laughs> and like, we're not doing any of that. <laughs> uh, that's
0: great. nice. All right, well, we'll get to my number one now. We'll slow it down a little bit with uh, a little bit of disappointment here uh, with my number one. And uh, so I I was thinking the same thing, Mike. I was thinking cards. I used to play Yahtzee with my family all the time. I played cards with my grandparents. I played uh, Magic. I certainly played through high school. That had an influence on me. Hearts, Spades, all those games. A lot of trick-taking games growing up during lunchtime during high school. So a lot of that, but none of those made the top of my list. The number one game for me was Backgammon growing up. I think it was the first game that I I played that like really hit me like wow I got to think I'm just rolling dice right and I'm just moving two pieces but Mm -hmm. the way I move them in concert the way I move them together just really sung to me in some special way and I think you know even to today I've got a lot of games in my uh, library and a lot of games that I love are dice rollers and I, I just love that feeling of yeah I didn't roll the best thing but let's see what I can do with what I have and let's try to come up with some kind of strategy. It's not all about grandmaster strategy all the time. It's sometimes just about having a fun time, chucking some dice and making the best of your situation. And I think that leads to light fun games as well. And I, you know, that you'll definitely see that. And me and it's funny, listening to everybody's number one game, I see a lot of that in them. I mean, obviously, Steve, we talked about with the deck building thing. Definitely Jason being the omni-gamer, starting with sporting games, and he's talking about D&D, he's been talking about Magic. Like, all of it, uh, you know, just in that number one. Colin's love of Monopoly is is well-documented. <laughs> <laughs> Beat that, from Beat it.
1: Beat it. I mean, Barrett starts with
0: Dungeon and then goes to Dungeons & Dragons, right? And then Mike with his, you know, role-playing and and storytelling background. So, yeah, no, it's funny how we can kind of... i draw parallels here between what everybody's favorite games are and, you know, their gamer personality.
5: So let's keep the ball rolling, though. Steve, what's your number two? So this is going a little bit into my history of how I got into the gaming hobby. So I was playing, like I said before, the Magic Gathering Heraclix. But that wasn't really the gaming hobby. Like, I was in the game store, like, like similar to Mike, right? You know, looking through, through stuff. I was looking through different cards. Oh, I want this card. I want this Hero Click. This would be great for my team. But I kind of avoided the Borgans because I felt overwhelmed. There's just so many there, and I didn't really know anything about them. Well, in, in college, we were playing Magic and Hero Clicks with the guys in college. a lot of fun. One well, guy's like, hey, you want to play a game with me? I'm like, sure, I love playing games. So he pulls out Catan. <laughs> so sit down and play Catan. At, at this time, I was really into Civilization, the board game. So I sat down and played Catan. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this feels like I'm building a civilization. This is awesome. I love this thing. Oh my gosh. And I just got really engrossed in it. And then I, that took me to the next level to be like, okay, well, what, what can I do with this? Is there? And I found this expansion. So that made me understand that there's like a lot more to it. And I started putting all the expansions together and stuff like that. And then that brought me into the other section of the game store. I'm like, okay, here's Catan, here's all the expansions. Let's put things together. And then he also introduced me to Rally at the same time. Mm. And then I wound up like just browsing around. Now I'm starting to get an idea of the taste of like what what the, these other games are out there. I saw a giant bullet on the stand. It was bang the bullet wow. is what it was. I was like, what is this thing? So I was trying to find information on it, and the only place I could find information on it was BoardGameGeek, this yeah. website. I think you guys might have heard of it. <laughs> so, Possible. And and from there, it's like it was all done. So like Catan brought me to the other side of the, the field, pulling fr- pulled me away from that sieve that I loved a lot. And then from there into the, the board game hobby as a whole. Yeah, so. Catan.
0: I mean, that's that's a classic for sure. It's pulled a lot of people in. It was not my gateway game, though. And I'm not going to get to my gateway game, but uh maybe we'll talk about it in the middle here somewhere. But Jason, how about you? What's your number two game?
1: Uh, Okay, so my number two, I'm going to go to grad school. Uh, Fast forward a little bit. So the first one was high school. Skipped college for whatever reason. I don't know what happened with me in college. like I was was really into college, like really into like studying (laughs) for the only time in my life. Uh, So I didn't play much games. Grad school, I'm like, all right, well, I'm just going to get through this. So continue to play D&D, but we couldn't get a group. You know, we just couldn't make the group thing happen. Found something, actually my girlfriend at the time, or fiance at the time, introduced this game to me. I'm going to show you right now. Oh, oh gosh. Much <laughs> kit. Kid, look at it. <laughs> I don't even have the box anymore. <laughs> this is original first printing from 2004-05 wow. and then Whatever the expansions were, that's when I was in grad school. So it was like, you know, the first printing and everything. And we played the czar out of this thing. Like we had weekly game nights where we came over. We played a lot of Steve Jackson stuff. It was, you know, um, Munchkin and Shake Geek and whatever, you know, the little party ish type games. We had to, a ton of fun. And, you know, being a D&D person, being, you know, a card person, I've always loved cards like Uno and, you know, like you described, Steve, uh, Peter. Uh, I, I confused Steve and <laughs> Peter at that time. I didn't do yeah, my mean- Peter. But sorry about that. You know, that's always that's always that. Always I talk a lot and the combination of it and you know, the big thing people talk about is like okay at a high player count it, it never ends you know because you're trading the cards and there's like everybody can be defeated and like we didn't care about that like because we were having fun and it was like you know we were just like we you know i, I this is full of cheeto dust <laughs> and maybe a little bit of you know a genuine draft or whatever we were having and you know and my me and my fiance would play just the two of us and we'd play tournaments like we just keep on going and going and, uh you know it's exploring the decks and we had the uh the super munchkin and the munchkin vampire and the just i, I we love the set you know you grew out of that stuff and i'm not with that girl more <laughs> uh so like we kind of moved on a little bit but it's it's still gonna hold a special place in my heart especially if it's like a new gamer like you know 15 years old there i know they're like a, a, a person i have no problem hey let's play munchkin it takes 20 minutes and and play so uh, people talk junk about it but y'all can you know where to, to take that junk
0: get out munch nice my number two all right colin how about you what's your number two
2: i like munchkin too munchkin, <laughs> two. but it's not my number two my number two is warhammer 40k with all the expansions and i have 27 RVs and i painted up myself Really, Colin? I didn't see
0: you. I, I didn't built see you as a 40k guy.
2: Oh yeah, I love it. I love it.
4: I, I was a 40k guy. Was anybody else a 40k guy? Uh, I was a Warhammer Fantasy. Uh, okay, yeah. I, I was yeah, much more.
1: Too rich, rich for my I was life old, well.
4: I only I had like the one partial army my mom could afford me for like my entire birthday and Christmas present, <laughs> and then I never played it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. So that I mean, we're learning a lot about Colin today. That's for sure.
4: I mean, just lay, layers yes. within He's layers. He's like an onion. To this guy, he is. Yeah. He's like an onion. <laughs> onion.
3: All right, Barrett. Let's let's hear about your onion layer. Your your next layer of your onion. Okay, my next layer actually comes in college. Uh, so. Of course, like I said, we're playing a lot of dungeon, lots of Dungeons and Dragons, lots of fun games like that. Then all of a sudden, like I said, the Atari hit, then the Nintendo hit, then the Sega Master System, the Genesis, the Super Nintendo, the 64, all these. Name and PlayStation keep coming. And so I games went off my radar. Totally stopped playing board games, was putting my money into video games, playing video games, playing video games, all these fun video games and everything. And the next thing I know, I was like, you know what? I should get back into board games. So when I pull out, I pulled out Axis and Allies. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. We played an
2: absolute yes. ton of
3: college. We had a table down in like the lounge area that had this game on it all the time. And we'd play it all the time. We even got to the point where there's a good buddy of mine that would play it almost every day. And we got to the point where by turn two, we would already know the outcome of the game. <laughs> <laughs> been like okay well you got this country that country's already has that one i there's gonna be no way i'm really gonna come back for this we could finish these games in like an hour hour and a half where most people are like oh my gosh this is like an eight hour all night games like no nope, we can do this in about an hour we're good we, we already know what's gonna happen so we played so much this game when i was in college and this was also the time about when a little bit after that is when whiz kids killed hero clicks it pretty much died or no it, it what company had it before whiz kids somebody had it before it or something oh. and it died it went under and so like you could buy just boxes of this stuff for like a buck and so yeah. this is also what i got the hero clicks we played, we bought so much of this and we got like all these all mutations and monsters we got like oh you name it all this stuff we had tons and tons of stuff and then all of a sudden they got back the, the ip or something and they put out a set called hammer of thor and so my friends and i bought hammer of thor we're like we should go to a tournament so we walked <laughs> into this little gaming store in my area called uh, twin cities comics and we walked in there, and the co- the judge's name was Adam, and we didn't know this. We had no idea. Me and my buddy Eric walked in, and we're like, and then and the two guys are standing there, and like this other name, Chris, and I'm like, what are you here for? I'm like, we're here for a tournament. And also, Chris, is like, yes, we have <laughs> players. <right laughs> there's the four of us, and there's actually four prizes you could win. So we all just got the prize. Yeah. And then we all just played together. Yeah. yeah. It was just so fun. And so Hero Clicks, of course, then became huge in my life when that happened. And I, we would buy the new sets whenever they come out. So it went from kind of doing stuff together with dungeon and stuff like that. These completely huge competitive games and X-Wing hit. We started playing that in a, a, without stop. So it just became this pure competitive, like just, I'm going to beat you down. I mean, even though we still would pick fun teams to play or like build fun little, like spaceships and everything, you still wanted to win there was no like I'm just gonna just play this for fun. No, no no i got that. I got to play plan. this guy's gonna be really good and so it was it, I hit a very competitive part in my life I'm starting withaxes and allies and then moving from there into hero clicks and x uh, x wing and all these other fun competitive games so that was kind of where I went from to next in my <laughs> gaming career
5: is one of these days man we should get down and uh, play some hero clips together and co-op we can do co-op in that one too because because you got your thing thing Foom, which should be in the kitchen right <laughs>
3: It should be in the kitchen. My wife took it down. She told me to take it down, I should say. I said, why can't that be there? She made me take down Galactus as well, which oh. is the power of worlds. Why couldn't he be in a kitchen? I didn't really get that. I mean, he now eats, it's, right? He should know, be there. Makes sense. Yeah, he, he, he's been banished to my game room, along with all the Wait, rest Wait, Heroclix
0: had co-op mode? What? <laughs>
3: with, yeah, they with these big, big
4: bosses, yeah.
3: Little bit. Yeah. little Big bit. bosses huh.
4: you can fight co-op. I mean, I still have guys
3: all guys
0: have my Heroclix stuff in the other room. I guess I never got the bosses and stuff. Never yeah. played co-op.
3: <laughs> we yeah, always. it's probably together. not great. Let's be honest. What's your fact there, Mike? What's my what? Fact. You said I have a little known fact. What was that? Fact oh, I was going to
4: say a little known fact that uh, Barrett is in the Guinness World Records for uh, winning <laughs> the least attended Heroclix tournament. So, you know, <laughs> he's he's a he's a twofer. That's right. I did actually can't judge break that for record either. For a while,
3: because uh, one of the guys stepped down, and so I kind of took over for a while because I was just so into like learning the rules, seeing like how you can put powers together and all that stuff. And I just started really locked in all these characters and figuring out like the intricacies of how all the powers worked. It was it was really a fun system, and I, I I'm sad I kind of got out of it, but I'm not at the same time because. How many hundreds of dollars did you spend on it? I mean, I remember when I yeah. bought my first booster with my friend. I was like, look, it's on sale. It's five bucks. Let's just buy this. It's like this brick for like five bucks because everything was dead. And so, of course, the joke with his and his wife was always like, I'd be like, Brian, I got the new booster set. And I, she'd, I'd walk in his wife, go five bucks. <laughs> five bucks.
2: That's, that's awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, that doesn't last very long with Hero Clicks. I still have <laughs> Hero Clicks. Nope. I'm thinking Hero Escape for some reason. I still have all my Heroscape stuff. I don't have yeah. Hero oh.
4: stuff sorry I remember hero escape no that's why reason. I was so
0: confused I was like wait a minute I was thinking hero escape for some reason hero clicks got it on the same page all right Mike what's your number two yes yeah, so this one was tough
4: well mostly because I wasn't sure what my number one was gonna be but you know I I worked at a game store through all throughout high school. So I was playing a tons of stuff and I had like multiple groups. I did drop off slightly in college. Like I never had I- I've never in my entire life had a period where like I just wasn't playing board games and card games, but I, I did less in college. But then uh, I-, I realized that <laughs> for those watching and listening, we had a rule that you had to have something co-op in here, you know, because <laughs> obviously.
1: This isn't three <laughs> episode of once Upon a Exactly. Co-op.
4: So I-, I was trying to figure out like what the most formative co-op game for me was and you know, I played Lord of the Rings, Rhino Canizia's Lord of the Rings. I was playing that end of high school into college when that came out. Uh, but that one, we didn't play a ton, and I, more, I played it uh, solo more than I played it co-op. So I was I was like this digging through BGG, trying to find like, oh, which one is it going to be, which one is it going to be? And it was, uh, this one we played a ton of, and it was before pandemic. Great game. Arkham Horror, I guess it's second edition, the Fantasy Flight release of Arkham Horror. Man, we used to play the heck out of that, and we were playing a ton of Fantasy Flight at that point. Anyway, Descent First Edition, we loved uh, Runebound. I think it was Second Edition at that point. A little bit later, Battlestar Galactica, we were really into like Hidden Trader for a while. Like, I had a few different groups. Uh, like, kind of at the end of college, going out of college. But yeah, Arkham Horror uh, is one that I like distinctly remember playing a ton of co-op. And I don't know, it didn't really stand out to me because I've been playing D and D all my life, so that kind of feels a little cooperative in some ways. And and again, I played Lord of the Rings, but
1: that's the first one I remember. Like, It is a co-op game. I, I will defend that. It is a co-op game. I mean, I cooperated with my friends. It, it, depend, it,
4: it depends on the, uh, the game master, I would say. Don't split the party. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. So Arkham Heart was a great one. And I, I went deep into like the expansions for that one. And that game gets such a it's so unwieldy when you have like all these sideboards and all this like crazy stuff going on. But yeah, that, that that's my co op offering because my last one's not gonna be co op either.
0: <laughs> I mean, we just found out that Mike's not so a co op gamer. I, I don't I don't know that anybody's shocked here. No just, <laughs> The least cooperative cooperative gamer. He called all the co op games. He called them all. You look at his competitive shelves though, <laughs> full of games.
2: <laughs>
4: Lies and mendacity, sir. I don't believe it.
0: Nice. All right. Well, my number two is, yeah, I actually never dropped games. I know everybody said, look, I played video games all growing up too. I, it, it was always part of my life, video games, as a, a bunch of people here said. But I always played card games. They never left me. Even through college, we used to play spades every day after class. We'd get together. There was also lots of drinking games that happened in college, of course. But then I got, when I got back into games, actually, Puerto Rico was the first one I played, believe it or not.
4: Well...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No,
4: no, no, Jason. He he's playing the awesome new edition that you're working
1: with. <laughs> that's not enough. <laughs> that is not the. That is not a part of. But it's not. That's not my number one. Story.
0: It's Ooh. my number two. It's not my number two. My number two is also going to be a cooperative game, two, though, yes. because then I started demoing games for Z-Man Games, and this is the game I probably still to this day have played more than any other game, and that's Original Base Pandemic. I demoed that game four times a night for like a year straight. I played hundreds of games of base pandemic, hundreds of games. I played, I watched, and I never got bored of it. I kept playing through it and it just did something for me. And it was just the joy it brought to the people around me, the way that people worked with each other and they weren't yelling at each other. And maybe there was some alpha gaming, but, I don't know. It it, it seems like it was never a big deal in any of the games that I played with people. And like, then you hear like all across the country, people are like playing it and having these problems with it. I never, I I barely saw that. And I demoed it hundreds of times. If there was alpha gaming, you know, it's just discussions and people were like, oh, why don't you think about this? Okay. That's a good idea. And then you just move on. So I don't know who these alpha gamers were, but I don't know. I guess I kicked them out of our game store before I, uh, without even knowing it, but, uh, (laughs) Pandemic had such a huge influence on my life, and I didn't realize it at the time. I didn't realize I was going to become this co-op guy at that point. And trust me, I still love tons of competitive games. But pandemic really did something to me. And then when I got to play through Pandemic Legacy Season 1, just brought all that love back. Pandemic Legacy Season 1 is still one of the best gaming experiences I've had in my life. So, um, that was it for me though. My number two, Pandemic. All right,
5: Steve, you're big number one. Let's get the reveal. I'm glad you said pandemic, because that's going to relate to this next game we're going to talk about. Because I've talked about a couple of competitive games, of course, and this last one is going to talk about how I got to co-op specifically. And so my brother-in-law would come down and visit my my wife and I frequently. We'd, like I felt like it was almost every month every other month. And every time he came down, we would sit down and play a game. And then we wanted to the heck out of this game. And that was Defenders of the Realm, which is mm. honestly mm. basically Fantasy Pandemic. <laughs> so, uh,
0: For the podcast listeners, that's Jason who was throwing up over there.
1: <laughs> Jason doesn't like anything we play. Steve knows my feelings. He did a whole pot on Yes.
5: It. But yes, we played a ton of this game. Like every time you visit, we play it. And I still remember Tuesday... My wife picked up the dice, and it was a really tense moment, and she decided to play a little tune before she rolled the dice, the, and rolled the dice, and we're like, what the heck was that? You know, like, And these moments just like stood in me, and it kind of like made me realize how much I enjoyed the co-op experience, like all hanging around the table, joined together to play this game. And not only that, but it is also the game that got me into Kickstarter because there was some expansions come out on Kickstarter. I'm like, what is this thing? So it got me to sign <laughs> up for it and back those and then got me into like even going to try and design aspects of games. So there was a contest to try to, to create some cards for the game. So I've got my name on one of the cards. My That's my only claim to fame for game design, just a tiny name on a card, which is basically Oh, it's nothing. not nothing. It's <laughs> <But> any any <laughs> game design it.
0: is game design. It doesn't take long. It's, a, it's like a little seed that's just germinating inside of you, Steve. One of these days, you never know. Next Bloom Haven's coming out, buddy.
5: There you go. <laughs>
4: well, also, Steve, speaking from experience, there are many game designers who've been designing multiple games for decades and do not have a single game on a shelf. That is with very their true on it yet, sadly. <laughs> oh,
5: fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, that one was one that we played all the time. It was always the terms of the realm, and then find the worst bad movie we can on Netflix. Like it had to be like a one star movie and watch that <laughs> while we drank. So it's a that, good was, night. that was it's our, totally a great night, actually. Exactly, that was our night. It was always a, That's always awesome. a blast.
1: All right, Jason. We got a pandemic coming. <laughs> well, okay. So I have to build up to this a little bit, just to continue the story, right? So I play a lot of munchkin in grad school, and you know, then like stuff happened, and so like you know, I I, get, I started to get back into D and D again, and then I went to a convention for D and D, played D and D all weekend and all kind. Of, it was when they would play. It was when they were play testing fifth edition. Wow. So like you got to put input into fifth edition and you know play the original models. So I, re- I was really geeking out into it. And then they had this game that was based on D&D, and they're like, this is a Euro game. What's a Euro game? And it was Lords of Waterdeep, mm. which was before it released. So, like, that game would be number three, legit. Like, I mean, I loved, I, I, it, it totally blew my mind. Like, this new type of game, it's nothing I like ever played before, no dice, right? Everything I played before had dice or, or cards or whatever. This was a, you know, strategy. So, like, I played the, I, I mean, it's up there. <laughs> uh, if I got it, it would fall apart, <laughs> legit. Because uh, I play, I play on that thing. But I, that cannot be, because that breaks the rule. It's called one step co-op shop. So then, but for, from there, it was a very short jump to the co-op games. So we're talking. Uh, here we go. There it is. You see that? Look at that beautiful. There it is. Yeah, look at all <laughs> that pandemic right there. All of it. I have every single thing for it. Pandemic history and World of Warcraft, all that kind of stuff. I'll give a different one though, because you know, you you saying the praises, Pete. It, it 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 probably is the right answer but I'll I'll give one that's just like right, my my 1.5 mm. of like wow this is freaking cool and mike you know what this one is i came to your house and we played this and it was a joy
4: oh oh uh burger brothers
1: oh. Space
4: Alert. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I saw you point next to Space Alert. I was like, oh, he's going to say Space
1: Alert. And then I completely forgot that game existed. <laughs> I'm pointing to Space Alert. And Mike's like, Berg Brothers. <laughs> uh, so I, I think my friend, John Sim, and Tove, uh, We they had a, it was a video game maker. Uh, and It was like a group of five people. And I kind of like, you know, drifted in there. And he introduced it to me. And it was, the Space Alert was my first cooperative wow. game. So like pandemic came like a couple steps later and I got really in pandemic, but space alert, that five minutes or whatever it is of like the programming and the yelling at each other and failing and they're like, okay, we got to do it again. We got to do it better. And like, you know, eventually you kind of get better at it. You specialize, like I'm going to go down, you know, I'm the person that goes down. I got the B and I'm going to do this. And, you know, who's going to jiggle the mouse? And we only played the one game, Mike. I could have played that all night. I, like, I have I, often played that I, all night. <laughs> I could have, I could honestly have like, cause we didn't, we did okay. Like we didn't die, but we didn't like we got hit. That's that's what it like. <laughs> <laughs> And we didn't play with like the double letters. Oh and we didn't gosh. play like, you know. So like I could I seriously like I like the the thought of Space Alert brings utter joy to my face every time. And so like it was pandemic, it was Space Alert, and it sent the the multiverse. That was probably like my trinity of co-op games to kind of give me a good sense. Okay, you got your real time, you got your strategy, you got your, you know, wham bam, you know, thank you bam card game. And those other ones too, like Zombicide, eh, okay. Uh, and you know a couple other ones, but like those three three good ones really, you know, got me in there. Yeah, three, I mean, amazing like timeless games. So then, my official call we be Alert because it was so the Jason, first one. And I yeah, that was
4: almost, that almost kicked Arkham Horror out for me, Jason. I
0: love that game. So, too. Jason, I got to know though, let's get a quick review in here. What did you think of the World of Warcraft Pandemic, the newest one? We did too. I Mike and I it. played it on the stream last it weekend, the weekend before.
4: I, th- I thought it was great. I want to play it again. Like that, that, that was like Rise of Rome level where I was like, this is great. The second I played it, I wanted to play it immediately.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not my favorite guess okay, so I'm a World of Warcraft fan too. I'm a huge, massive World of Warcraft fan, and I felt like the dungeons could have been more interesting. Sure. Like, you know, you're, you're there, and it's like, okay, card, card, yeah. card. You haven't really done anything. Like, you know, they could have. I think that could, there was a lot more um, room, design room, to do something a little bit more interesting. Because I get it, the instances and the dungeons and stuff. So then, you know, you go from there, and then you go like, you do the same thing with the boss, yep. which is like a longer track, and it's like that. That is not to me more exciting. And the boss is actually less lethal than mm. the dungeons. So like, I think there was just some missed opportunities there, but I mean, it's pandemic and very underrated thing. You can play solo with one hand. It's the only pandemic you can play solo with one hand. I really appreciate that. So, uh, I mean, it's it's. Well, good. We had I'm like just, the I'm, most I'm, I'm exciting
0: finish time. too. So uh, it was just a great, you know, time playing it. And that was all of our first times playing. So I definitely need to get it to the table again.
1: I've played it. 15, 20 Yeah, times and the one thing plays, we were worried yeah, about
0: is, it is would it hold up to 15 or 20 plays, right? Like, that because there seemed to be a lot of samey stuff in it.
4: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I just got to say for a second. Uh, I think this is Howard. Uh, Howard just said, Wake up, Bert. <laughs> 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 in the chat.
0: I mean, we're not talking about dungeon crawls.
4: <laughs> well, we're about we're to be, right? It's like, Jason's yeah, turn. We're, yes. we're saving <laughs> things. Well, no, we're, we're getting to so, oh, Colin's
0: right. yeah, number one first. So, Colin, what's your number one?
2: Well,. Everybody knows I love LCGs, so it's got to be an LCG, and there's one of them that kicked all the rest of the curb. We talked about Arkham Horror. We talked about Lord of the Rings, but Marvel Champions is by far the best LCG out there. There is nothing better than Marvel Champions. All those games that I've been talking about, I've been touting for years, I am burned by copy of Lord of the Rings because Marvel Champions is so great.
1: What is that accent? The, the high-pitched voice is one thing. The <laughs> I, don't, I really don't know where the accent, accent.
0: came from. It just <laughs> it came in.
1: I... <laughs> Howdy, y'all!
4: My name i do from Minnesota. I don't, know, I, don't know, I don't even. See, I, I thought it sounded like uh, Mr. Hanky. I think that was a Mr. Like hankey I,
0: I think that was Mr. Hankey actually. I think that's where I got that from. That is like subconsciously. That just came to my mind. Yeah.
4: By, by the way, from funny context for everybody who doesn't know, Colin uh, is all in on Lord of the Rings, all in on Arkham Horror, and Marvel Champions is literally the only one he has, I think, completely called at this point. Has nothing to That's left. not
2: what I just said. <laughs> I said nothing. it's my number that's
0: one. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) actually it's more cartman than mr hankey i think i think that's a cartman nice all right well now that we know colin's favorite game of all time uh let's go to you barrett What's uh What's your number one or not number one all of right. all time? Oh. This is
2: that's not what this list yeah, is. I was gonna say like this isn't number one of all time at all. This isn't Number
3: one of all time, Well, that's not what we're doing here. We're talking about nope. games that got us into gaming and what, what where we came from. So I talked about my early where I played a lot of Dungeon Dragons, all that kind of stuff. Then I got into a real competitive mode, but all through this, no matter where I was in this like whole board game extravaganza, there was always one game I would always go back to. That was Aliens. Ah. That Aliens from Leading Edge Games, if you did, if you know anything about me, you knew this game was coming, I played this pieces. My box is like duct taped together. My map <laughs> has like <laughs> packing tape on it to try to keep it from shredding into pieces. So I played this an, a, a huge amount. It's a co-op game. So this is like my co-op gaming experience and in getting it into it. Played it with Tons of different people, we all had great experiences every time I play it, my favorite movie is Aliens. I love this, I love the genre, I love the theme, I love the, the, everything about the whole like world that this comes from is just amazing to me. I've always enjoyed the Aliens atmosphere. So, from there, I thought, well, I to keep playing these. Com- we had some people that would come over and play games with us. And I was like, I want to get a game that's fun because games with people who thought the best way to win a game is to beat the person who owns the game. Like, just go attack them. Like, take. So, three <laughs> people were getting up it's on me. Track. I'm like, this is no fun. There is no fun in here at all. Just because I know the game doesn't mean I'm a master of this game. So, that's when I started grabbing cooperative games. And the first one I actually got was this thing off Kickstarter. I'd never heard of this Kickstarter thing. So, next thing I you know, I'm playing Myth. Yes, Myth. You could play. Myth, you can play Myth. It works. It does work. That was your first Kickstarter. <laughs> it was. It was my first Kickstarter with Myth. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that was my first Kickstarter. That and I and Kingdom Death were my first two. I went back with those two. Those were my wow. first two Kickstarters, and we played Myth like crazy. We we had a lot of fun playing it. The and we still have lots of fun about this game because, of course, if you've ever played it, you activate the darkness by doing different card play, and, and as you play it, the darkness will act. Uh oh. The darkness One, is, like is eventually even just became fun to like <laughs> no. play a card. And be like, I'm going to play this card. Well, what's that going to do? Nothing, but that activates the darkness. Oh, I know, but that's okay. Scrooge is going to get hurt. And that's fine. Oh, okay, and so now all of a like, but I want to play my defense card. Nope, Eric already played that card. We're just going to let you get hit with these things. So we're still kind of semi-co-op, I guess you could say, even though it's supposed to be co-op. We just had all these fun moments when we played these co-op games, and so we just continued down that trend, We and its ne- I've never looked back. We've always played just co-op games. We have a great time doing... Sometimes we play competitive games with the kids, but even then we get a lot of, I'm going to hit that Ridley and things like that, which doesn't go real good in the house, so we don't want violence, so we Again, we stay with the co-op a lot. So it was Aliens who brought me from 1989, I think is when the game came out, to now. And I'm still playing that game to this day. So this is my way of getting to co-op games was Aliens by Leading Edge Games. You will never find the game except on a secondary market. Is that the one you guys keep playing on the stream for
0: um, Extra Life? Yeah, for for an extra life. Oh, cool! Yes.
3: I'll have to join that next Bet, next Barrett, year. It's next so year. much fun, man! All you you do is just roll ten siders and just laugh and cry all at the same time. Your guys can destroy and me. die. It's, it's <laughs> so Wait a minute, fun. Yeah. what was that
0: game with the uh, the pieces, Drurger or something like that? The one with the doors that you stuck in, Drunagor? Drunagor? You told oh, me you didn't like Drunagor. that
3: because all you are doing
0: was rolling d tens. What's going on here, Barrett? That was d twenty. Oh, D20 okay. Together. I'm sorry. So it's so it's twice as bad. It's, Is that yeah. what
3: the difference there? When you miss an aliens, it's kind of funny because you're like, "Oh, this could go really bad for us." But when you miss that game, it's like you just spent like eight minutes like strategizing a turn to roll this d22. Uh, awesome. I gotcha. That was eight minutes. Yeah. That was super fun <laughs> to just miss. <laughs> gotcha.
4: Barrett, a second ago, you said that's Wrigley. my son.
3: Yes, he's named after sorry, Oh, that, okay. That, cool,
4: dude, cool, dude, cool. Dude. Just checking. Did he you exactly name him after Ridley exactly Scott, Scott because
3: Scott. Alien yeah, is your favorite? I movie. The name on a that is amazing. Like, Ridley, what do you think of that? I'm like, you want to name my son after the director of one of my favorite movies of all time? Sure, I'm on board. Let's go. That's awesome.
4: <laughs> I mean I know he didn't direct yeah. Aliens, but still a great guy. Yes, that's
3: that's my son's name. Yes. so I, I get a, my other son's name is Bennett, and we they, they have a tendency to they're brothers, they they fight sometimes. And so we try to keep that out of gaming if we can. Nice.
4: All right. Um, my number one, the most important game I have ever played in my entire life. Not kidding, not exaggerating. This is a competitive one. And the reason is, so I, I now work 30 hours a week on a YouTube channel because of this game.
0: I oh, now, crap, I'm going to have to change my number one, have, I think we're going to have the same number one. We have,
4: episode, we have 300 episodes of a podcast because of this game. Peter and I have uh, our third design board game. Actually, four are hopefully coming out this year because of this game. And this is not a game that I love at all anymore. I don't even know it anymore. But uh, Battlegrounds Dang Fantasy it, Warfare. You stole my so number
2: one.
4: <laughs> oh, wait, did I really? Yes. Oh, well, I mean, this is kind of a yes. cooperative story anyway. So, so I'll start it off and Peter can finish. Yeah, so Battlegrounds Fantasy Warfare, if you don't know, it's, a, uh, it's i I've been playing war games my entire life. It didn't really come into the list much, but this is a sort of like a 40K-ish or a Warhammer Fantasy Battle game, but only with cards. So you can get an entire army for 20 bucks instead of like 300, 400 bucks. And you do not have to paint it. <laughs> so i was playing it solo a ton but i could never find any opponents so i went into this random game store because i was still going into random game scores they had like the decks i wanted they had like were holding it for me and i got them and i was coming out and i saw like a couple of guys talking about battleground fantasy warfare and i think they were playing a game on the table i was like what the heck you guys know what this game is like what what are the chances this random dumb game that i've been desperately hoping for an opponent in and like playing solo that someone would have this game like on the table the store i'm going to that was Peter, and who I don't was remember. There it was you, Peter, either Rob
0: or Jerry. I can't remember which one.
4: I feel like it was Rob, but anyway. So from that, well, Peter, well, why don't you continue the story? Because, oh I think yeah, it was, the it was story, exactly basically. the same story. Yeah.
0: So then we decided to start a league where we actually played every week. Battleground fantasy warfare, mind you, we didn't know each other. Like, I mean, I knew Rob a little from the game store from my days demoing there, like the Z-Man games. But yeah, we decided to start a league. It was Rob. It was one of his friends, Steve. It was Jerry. It was Mike. It was me. I think that might have been it. Yeah, Those are the main then, ones, yeah. So Mike and I, I think you were my first opponent and you killed me. Absolutely <laughs> destroyed me in the game, but I wrote a BGG story about it. Like, it's still there to this day, yes. where I was like, I was looking for this artifact in the thing, and I found the artifact, and then my guys, like, got killed, and, like, it was this heroic story of, like, the only creative writing I've ever done in my entire life was a story of Mike and Mai's first game of ba- Battleground Fantasy Warfare, where well, if you'd watched it, it was just a massacre. Mike just destroyed me over and over, but uh, I-, I came up with this epic story based on it, but yeah, no, I mean, without that game... We probably never would have talked because you weren't a regular. I was a regular for the Saturday night game nights there. And uh, yeah, you didn't come up for that.
4: I I literally have never set foot in that store, I think. Maybe once before, except for that one time.
0: And never again, except for uh, (laughs) like literally to come play our games, which would then started, you know, that formed a game group at my house. And then one day I was like, hey, I'm designing a game. Does anybody want to help me play test? And Mike was the only sucker that actually agreed to it. (laughs) Then he started like helping me with ideas and stuff. And I was like, do you want to be my co-designer? And Mike's like, yeah, go, I mean, go ahead and take it back over.
4: And and that game that we worked on that night has almost yes. been published like five By times. By several
0: <laughs> well-known <laughs> publishers, in fact, as well.
4: But yeah, so I mean, and if, if I'd never met Peter, uh, I would never have gotten into game design with him. Uh, we started the podcast. Because we wanted to kind of do game discussions and game reviews from a game designer perspective, which we weren't hearing too much of, and focus well, on cooperative games. So the podcast well, And would never we wanted to happened. play a bunch of cooperative um,
0: games because that's what we were designing. So we said, let's do our research, right. play all these new games, see what they're doing well, and see what we can take from them. So that was the whole concept behind, I mean, <laughs> I never thought we'd get more than like 10 or 15 episodes. <laughs> Honestly, I was like, we'll just, I was like, how many cooperative games are going to come out? Right, like, like the po- I was like, there's no way we could have a whole podcast just about cooperative games. We'll, we'll do this for a while and like do some research, and we're talking about them and playing these games anyway. Why not just record it? How how hard could it be?
4: So yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's a dual entry, but uh, not, not I, <laughs> I, I, Maybe you all would be here in some other form. You know, who knows how the river of time spins? I know Jason would have still been doing his stuff, and Barrington would still be at Meet Me at the Table, and I think uh, Steve probably still would have gotten together with Colin. But, yeah, I mean, like, this particular group, these particular, like, outputs. I mean, when Colin quit the channel, I was the one who, like, kind of covered for a little while. So I don't know if there would be a one-stop co-op shop <laughs> YouTube channel. I mean, yeah, it's just crazy to kind of imagine, like, the, the different ways things might have gone if I had not gone to that random game store and seen a dinky game that I don't own anymore. I still think I computer, have mine. You know? like, I actually have all mild. my
0: stuff. It's actually right here <laughs> okay, in the in a bag, the bag we used to play with. I cut out felt maps. So they would be like, now you'd get neoprene mats, right? But I cut out felt maps so we could have the exact battleground size at the beginning of the game. We didn't have to like measure it out every time. That bag is literally still sitting next to me right here in my game design
3: room and game playing room. So let me get this straight, Peter. You still have the game, but Mike called his. I mean, shocking.
4: I mean, are you surprised? <laughs> Is anyone surprised?
0: But but honestly, the, the story of One Stop Co-op Shop, so that was the podcast. That's how we started the podcast. But really, Jason's the one that got us all together. I mean, Jason formed this Discord group. You want to talk about that, Jason?
1: Slack channel?
0: Yeah, or Slack channel. That's what oh. it was.
1: Oh, wow. I
4: forgot yeah. about that.
0: No, but I mean, <laughs> honestly, none of us would be here. I, I don't mean, think, was... again, you and I might have been doing our thing, Mike, but I don't think we would have all gotten together without Jason.
4: Is that is yeah, that how have happen, we met Colin like, and got him on the? Oh wow, you're right. That's oh, sh- Jason. Yeah, Peter's right. You, you were another yeah, huge. I mean, what
1: happened? It's a it's a small world, It was will just kind of like uh, jumpstart a little bit. Like, so I mean, I was running the podcast. I was doing every Daddy's game night, and I don't know. I was like, you run a solo podcast, and I just don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to be alone. <laughs> 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 so like, I just I just had the idea of reaching out to the people who are also doing solo stuff and have a Slack channel, and it was cool. You know, like I was you. It was Rolling Solo. It was Ant Lab. It was Liz later? Was Jeremy on there for uh, a
4: while?
1: Jeremy, not yeah, really. Okay. You know, the people would hop in and yeah, out like yeah. Mike Licio hopping it out. Yeah, I mean, just a uh, uh, Albert well, uh, from uh, from one player oh, guild, yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple other people, and yeah, I mean, it was just you know throwing stuff at a wall. Like I've done, I, I have a lot of those. <laughs> you know, just kind of throwing stuff at a wall, and it um that one happened to bear a lot of fruit. Although what I will say is, I mean, it's not we're the only ones that do what we do. You know, like in terms of the solo co op focus. Sure. But I think we would have found each other eventually. I really, I really do. So it, I mean, it, that is part of the story. But I think, you know, I think we, I think we get to this road. I all roads lead to, you know.
0: Yeah, what, what and then Mike right now, so. took over the. Well, I think before we get to Mike taking over the YouTube channel was Steve's.
4: Well, does it take over? I, I was, I was right. a shepherd for a little while because then Steve came in pretty quickly, and then Barent, and then Colin came back, and then Jason started doing awesome stuff. So yeah, I was, I was just a, I was a. Uh,
3: it's bridge.
1: been
4: a long day, y'all. I was watching my students take standardized tests. What is this thing that arcs
1: <laughs> over water? What are uh, an about. proctoring A, a buttress.
0: But, but actually, Steve comes into the story before that, because Steve and Colin decided to do a podcast before Colin stopped doing the YouTube channel. Stephen Colin started yeah. One Stop Co-op so, Shop podcast. So he actually, we were co-op cast back then. So episode zero is actually, right. yeah, we co-op started man. as co-op cast. And then Steve and, uh, so Steve, you want to take over? Uh, you and Colin made a podcast. How yeah. did that How'd that
1: start?
5: It started with the YouTube channel, actually, because I was chatting with Colin, and it's like, man, I like what you're doing. You're doing a great job here. I love co-ops, because this is the point in my life where, like, okay, I'm in co-ops. I love yeah. the co-op genre. And I was like, hey, I want to really help out. And so I wound up I'm don't know. i not sure how many people know, know, know this, but I wound up helping out Colin behind the scenes, actually. Well, he would edit the video, get everything ready to go. He would send me it in advance, and I would scrub through it, read the rule book, and then look for rules errors before oh, yeah. it got live. Yeah. And so I was doing that for, I don't know how long I was doing that for, a while. And I was like, you know what? I can't want really to do more. I like this. This is fun. <laughs> yeah, I know. reading real books is fun, so don't blame me. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, Steve. I'm with you. <laughs> there you go. I knew I figured you would be. <laughs> but um then it was like, oh, I want to like do I want to create something too. That'd be kind of fun. So I was like, hey, do you want to do a podcast with me? And so that's where like I decided I decided to do the one-stop co-op shop podcast. And about the same time, I was like, Wait, there's this other co-op podcast going on here. And it was really funny because we were doing like every other week yeah, yeah. An podcast. And you guys are doing every other week podcast. I'm like, Wait a second. Wait a second. And one thing become another. And then one of merging the two. And then from the podcast became merging the YouTube channel. And then the rest is history, basically. Yep. yep. And then uh, Barrett came in.
0: Like, he started on the YouTube channel. uh, You just started doing Friday videos, right?
3: It was a longer journey it than was. that. It was. I started actually, I was watching some of Colin's stuff on some of the Kickstarters, especially like folklore and things. This is when I was interested in getting some of these games. But then I would get the games, but the groups wouldn't get together because the game group I was talking about, one of them was a bartender. So he really doesn't have weekends very often. So when you get these weekends, it'd be like once every month or two. And all of a sudden, I got these games just coming in. I'm like, what do I do with all these games? I are going a chance to play them. <laughs> so I would, and I just happened to hear Colin say the words, Oh, well, I'm from Minnesota, and I and then in another video, he said something like, well, I just had my, and I have th- two kids and all this, and I'm thinking, wait, if he's got a job, two kids, and lives in Minnesota, and he does this,
4: I should be able to do this too,
3: and so i just like, <laughs> I'm just going to put a game down there and see what happens, and of course, the first game I did was Myth, put Myth on the table, started playing it and recorded it, had a le- fun time doing it, and then... Steve actually reached out to me as I was he saw my unboxing on Nemesis and said, would you like to do a podcast uh, on that? I'm like, sure, I can do a podcast. And then I finally met up with all you guys at Gen Con like two years ago, three years ago or something. And we were all in the bar there. And then Peter left. And as soon as Peter left, that's when Colin still wasn't doing the channel. You were still in charge of me. He looks at me and goes, why haven't you joined us yet? And I was like, I,
4: I guess I could. Oh, so <laughs> I, Colin I've recruited been. you. Wait, so he recruited you during the
3: break? Yeah, because he, he's like, uh, so really help Mike because he's he's only he, he's struggling sometimes. to get a bunch of videos out there. You could maybe get a video out there for him. That'd be great. I'm like, okay, sure. And then sure enough, he comes back, and goes, I did 007. I did this one. I did that one. It's like all of a sudden he's recording videos up the on wall.
4: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone, Kyle is hilarious. Kyle will be like, like right now, he's in the middle of like the worst, you know, corporate tax season, like the busiest time of year for him. And he's like, oh, Mike, oh, Steve, Baron, Jason, Peter, I think I can only do like, oh, maybe one video every week, maybe one video every (laughs) other week. And then he's got, like, eight yeah. videos, like, ready, like, that he's just going to, like, slowly drip out. I'm like, what are you
3: doing? <laughs> <laughs> I can barely get one out a week sometimes. Like, how does he? I'm just going to record all night. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And then I brought up the idea of doing a Kingdom Death thing, and then I just thought, I'm just going to do that for the channel and just did that whole campaign. And like Colin said, I think it's Lord of the Rings. When it's, if he concludes the saga, he has me beat. But if he doesn't include the saga and split those, I have the longest-running series on One Stop right now. No, 7th continent? No, wait, no, no, that one, one's one one with yeah. KDM. Oh, was, yeah, man, yeah. That, was, that was epic. <laughs> one or videos or something. And, but I thought his Lord of the Rings one was longer.
4: Well, I mean, Lord of the Rings doesn't count anyway. That's a bunch of one-offs, you know what I mean? Like, even the uh, even the big saga, Lord of the Rings saga, is, is not that many. Did you go all the way to Lantern Year 30, parents? Um,
3: no, long? no, I got to Lantern Year at 25, is when you have to take on the Watcher, but I didn't realize. But at, uh, something unlocks earlier where you can attempt things earlier, in case people want to play the Yono Spoil too much, but you can attempt it. You can attempt Wait. to fight this creature earlier if you wish to. And so I chose the year before 25 to fight him, not knowing if that's going to be good or bad. I would have realized that either way I went. It would have been bad. It would have been bad. It's KDM. Maybe I'm have to spoil how to that. But I didn't get it. to 30, if that's anything. <laughs> the campaign. I had a fun time playing that one, and I'm going to get back to it again someday soon. Uh, maybe in the year 2030 when the gambler chest arrives.
0: Nice. All right. So, Jason, we got that you were there at the beginning. You kind of helped us all, all meet each other. But you know, what was your introduction to joining One Stop Co-op Shop? I know you did Every Night is Game Night podcast for years and years and years. And then... You said, I'm done with it. I'm not doing podcasts anymore. I'm not wow. doing anything else. You did it for
1: four years. <laughs> and then like,
0: so how did you get involved with us crazy guys?
1: So then I did the podcast. It was 190 regular episodes and then <sighs> like 50 preview episodes. So like I, I was busy uh, and I needed it. Like, I mean, I was moving. I didn't have a lot. I mean, it was a lot of solo gaming and you know, it just kind of like kept me going. It was like my, I think Colin said the same thing. It's like my stability, you know, in the middle of all the madness and the chaos and stuff. But then the COVID hit, and you know, I just felt like the medium of podcasting uh, got as much juice out of that fruit as I possibly could. And I wanted to do, get into video. And at that, at the time, it was right around then that Black Lives Matter happened and you know, all George Floyd and all that kind of stuff. And good old uh, Tom Vassell from the Dice Tower. And I already know Tom because and, and again, was on the Dice Tower. So I already had a relationship. So a bunch of people, and including here, One Stop, because I know Mike did one, you know, uh, the fans were asking for people to make statements about, you know, Black Lives Matter. And Tom did not knock that one out of the park. He did not say the word Black Lives Matter. And it was kind of like, you know, no, no real commitment to anything. Uh, just trying to say something. It, it felt very obvious that he was trying to just say something to placate people. And Tom's not like that. Tom's a really, really good guy. Uh, but that's how it came mm. out. And so I made a video. My first video was a statement on Black Lives Matter, and I posted it in Dice Tower. And I, I showed it to Tom, I'm like, okay, here's how you do it. And you t- Tom's like, yeah, that that looks really good. You really you know have a good camera presence. You should consider doing more video. So I was like, ooh, bug in the back of my brain. Why not? <laughs> and then I launched the channel off of that. I launched the channel off of that, and I joined the Dice Tower as a video reviewer. Uh, so that happened before everything. So then at that point, I put I was putting playthroughs in the channel. And I was talking to Colin one night because I was like asking Colin because my my videos went out I I didn't have good equipment so I'm like asking Colin about um, you know upgrades and everything and Colin's just like he did the same thing it's like just just be on one stop like (laughs) "Uh, I can do that it's like just just do it (laughs) just do it and so Colin just like you know he's like like you know shelf stories is shelf story shelf stories you do your you know editorial thing. You don't need, you know. Well, he didn't say it, but like basically, he did. I don't need playthroughs on on shelf stories. So I'm like, oh, and you know. So I, you know, hopped along and I got a better iPhone. So now the you know, now the videos look okay. And I recently upgraded my mic, and you know, so it, the videos are just getting more and more quality. And that's you know, it's been. Uh, so that's basically it. I mean, it's not really like exciting or anything. <laughs> yeah, no, I right? think it's exciting, Jason. Um,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I guess like my first video ble- being like a statement on Black Lives Matter is like like that is not a usual path for a content creator. Um, but you know, you're meeting the moment, and I've turned it into like different stuff. So you know, I you know, I on shelf stories, I will announce like different things I'm going to be doing with the cultural stuff uh, moving forward. But like you guys will still get my happy fun times gaming stuff. It's
4: gonna take a break and just review a game sometime.
1: Uh, yeah, just like uh, or like have like a romp, right? I, I know when I know when I'm that enthusiastic because the game's been out for about five days, uh, and I'll be honest with you that that that's the roughest time when it's like you know when when the games are kind yeah. of and I haven't had a ton because I've I've tried to uh, gotten a little bit better about like you know like really focusing on stuff stuff that I like, but like when the games get a little bit rough, and that's where every night's game night started to go rough for me too because there's a lot of game. Yeah. It was a gaming podcast, yeah. and there was a lot of sevens. There's a lot of seven out of ten and I'm happy to, to like that to, uh, to make other people happy to recommend something and I've had you know that's a great feeling it's yeah. like okay you know you talked about this in your channel and you know I played it and that's that's awesome but I yeah. can only play so many of those. Uh, so that was another reason I kind of shifted away from reviewing and a lot of gaming content to more like you know the stuff I do for y'all is interviews and I love interviews and the recent run that I've been on, the industry yeah. nuts and bolts run, yeah. Has been awesome, and I've really you know, hit another kind of level of depth with the people that are on the show, and you know hit, you know stuff behind the industry. I got an episode three hundred one is going to be a little bit uh, <laughs> it's
0: going to be crazy. Well, we're looking forward to that. <laughs> so, any comments or questions from the live chat? I, I see there's been a lot of discussion out there, but if anybody has any questions for any, I mean, you got us all here.
2: Even me, I'm calling.
3: So. <laughs> If you have any questions for any of us.
2: <laughs> Even me, y'all, I'm coming
3: from Minnesota. <laughs> That's what we all sound like here in Minnesota. Totally. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I had to come up all with a voice. All I know is what I got out of this is I need to start sending my raw videos to Steve so he can watch them with the rule book. Yeah, right? I don't have to look it for the errors anymore. <laughs> he can just do it for me. <laughs>
1: yeah someone upload rules to my brain yeah that's and that's,
0: that's, that's why right. i like a lot of lighter games
3: and a lot of euro games with like 16 page rule books or less <laughs> that's 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 why i like the 36 page uh, campaign rule book so i can play it 20 times and it's not new it's a sixty big long campaign i'm good to go <laughs> yeah when when mike gave me
0: madara and he's like here you go play this we'll review it on the podcast i literally opened the rule book and i got to page two and i'm like i'm out nope <laughs> it's like this spiral round bound <laughs> rule book with a whole bunch of fac and uh errata. we got an early preview copy but... I
4: mean, yeah it was the very first oh like, my gosh i was session. like nope no, i can't yeah. do it
0: sorry so uh so pumpkinhead 76 says hey colin how do you survive as Pooh?"
2: i just play marvel champions it's great <laughs> and monopoly <laughs> and Warhammer 40k i'm an omni gamer <laughs>
0: Well, uh, I don't know if we're going to have any other questions. I know it's kind of last second here, but I think it was good. I mean, we got not only our gamer histories, but the history of OSCS, too. So, I mean, that wasn't planned. That was just kind of came out because Mike and I had the start of the story. So uh that was pretty cool. But yes, if you want to blame anything for OSCS, it's Battleground Fantasy Warfare, On at least on Mike and my end, <laughs> Who would have known?
4: Wait, and what was Colin's first game?
2: Monopoly. I, like I should know
4: this. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I feel like it was like Zeno Shift. I think it was. It was Random. something like
3: that. Yeah, and it was like at a card table or something. He kept holding the cards up to the camera.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we 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 we've all we really little bit. A little bit. Yeah,
1: that was another early one, Zeno Shift, the uh, onslaught, yeah. and I was like, like there were some hits, and there were some misses, mm. and that game was a miss.
4: Mm, that game has some, I, I I have some fun with that game, but it has some issues. <laughs>
1: That game was a mess. It was, ugh.
4: Oh man. Y'all I, I was looking back. I mean, this isn't going all the way back, but I was looking at my old shelf life videos to do that, uh, that top 10 thing for the patrons. And like, my energy is different. Like, I feel like I'm not the same person talking. It's just kind of weird to see. <laughs> I don't know if my life got better or if I just like learned how to fake it better. But, uh, yeah, it's it's odd to look at yourself. Baron, if you looked oh. at like old Meet Me at the yeah. Table or, you know, or Jason, you, like really old podcast. I actually and... got
3: a comment from Doug one time when I was starting this, like kind of in about the second video of my Seventh Continent playthrough, and he goes, "I don't know what it is, but you seem like you really are enjoying what you're doing now, and it's so much fun to watch." And I was like, "You know, it's probably because I finally got over this. Like, oh my gosh, I'm on a YouTube thing. I <laughs> <laughs> <You're>
0: like, <laughs> you're like nobody's and watching first, anyway. It's fine.
3: Waste on camera, and you're like." I sound like that. Oh my gosh! That that really—that's how I sound. That's terrible. So I mean, but then eventually you start hearing yourself so much more, and you realize what you're doing. And I just, yeah, it just kind of clicked all of a sudden. I'm like this is super fun. I'm having a great time doing this now instead of thinking like, okay, I got to make sure that I've got everything perfectly right and I do this like, <laughs> nah, no, just play man. This is going to be fun. We're going to be fun and I just remember that and every time I go to do a playthrough I just start with a breath goal like, this is going to be awesome and it is. Every time I do it, I have such fun time recording videos and making making just content. It's just so much fun. Now, now, now even doing the live stuff, you watch the very first live episode, same deal. It's like, Greetings, I'm Barron from Meet Me at the Table. I'm doing a game today. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if this thing's working, but like about the third one, I finally going, okay, good, we're going. Here we are, let's have some fun. So like once you get, once I kind of got over that initial okay, by really doing this phase, that's when it really started becoming who I
2: am.
0: Yeah, nobody looks back at those first videos. At least I certainly don't of anything I ever did. And I podcast too. I, I sent, sent episode zero to my boss the other day because he was looking to get into gaming. And I just sent episode zero because they like, oh, those are all our recommendations for like, you know, co-op gamers just getting into it. And I was like, God, I haven't listened to that forever. It's probably terrible. It's probably really bad. Also, I'm sure that i sure we have new recommendations yes, for
2: new co op gamers. Yes. You know, there's been we, a few we games, probably since then. should
0: <laughs> redo that episode. I'm sure it was a lot of pandemic, and like there's only like five games out at that point that were co op games, anyway.
1: It was Hanabi, it was for, Forbidden yeah, Forbidden Island. Uh, well, Forbidden
0: Island was number one for both of us, so um, that's for sure. But yes, Steve has.
1: Yeah, that
4: that would not be my selection anymore.
0: Steve, Steve. has been entertaining the uh, the audience with his many faces, including his Cartman face. Now he's a Viking. But Steve's wife sold him out here in the chat and said, Steve's nighttime reading is rule books. That's how he puts himself to bed. Steve, do you want to defend yourself? <laughs> nope, she's right. I mean, I, I, uh, I do
4: that, to that too most nights. You guys don't do that? No. no. How do you how do you think I cover as many games as I do? I'm reading like at least one rule book every two nights.
1: <laughs> Once a week, uh, I get one game a week to the table. That that's right? all You get it's all I get. I would literally
0: <laughs> fall asleep on the third word. Like there's no way yep. <laughs> I can't do it. All right, well I think that's going to cover us for today. Thanks everybody for joining us, episode 300. You got all of our personal stories. Collins was the best. I got, I got if I had to vote, I'm voting Collins. His just his diversity, his. Uh, you Know everything, it's just amazing, amazing what he did.
2: Hey,
0: Jason is a man of many talents. We don't get to see this very often. I like having this all here, and
4: funny. And he, f- he filks songs, he yeah. No, no, no. I stuff.
0: mean, this is a whole new side, a whole new side. Jason and I are gonna have to do karaoke, so next convention when like this covid thing's finally over our one-stop co-op shop meetup will be at a karaoke bar
2: yes. <laughs> ah, that's
0: awesome yes wow. the cartman sings i'm sailing away classic classic <laughs> we just need a few more backers <laughs> that was awesome
4: Oh, man. I, I'm hoping that our uh, next Kickstarter coming later this year <laughs> is. Uh, I don't need to do a song. Oh, no. We're it, doing it, so we'll a song either way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Whether we need it or not, we're doing a song for sure. Anyway. All right, everybody. Well, it was great having everybody here. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you all soon. Take later bye.
4: bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for joining us again for the One Stop Co op Shop podcast.
3: Peter, good to see you. Great to be here. Nice to see everybody here. This is awesome. I
4: mean, I mean is no one concerned that we have like a little demon pygmy in the house? Or something puppet. like coming out. We of have sock puppet Colin. <laughs> yeah, or like, oh man, like one of the possessed puppets with like the top hat and the monocle. I don't want that. Hello, everyone. <laughs>
1: that that'll be a that'll be a problem this is not professional
2: hey guys yep
0: (laughs) (laughs) i don't i don't have to say anything that was it that that was it that was
2: the hey guys (laughs) Hey, guys, I'm out of hey here. Guys, you know that Colin's favorite game is not Marvel Champions. It's not even close to Marvel Champions. You know I, what I
0: love how Collins now become Cartman. They both start with C. I mean, it's good. We got
2: it. <laughs> the, the evolution, evolution is,
0: complete. is complete. All right, everybody. Bye!